the Rap Roundtable. The most dangerous, most inspirational, most influential New York's number one podcast, the hip hop rap, has reached episode 80. The Rap Roundtable is here, y'all. ARP. Holla at us. Shit. Not only the road to 10K, but the road to 100, huh? <laughs> it's your boy Jov here alongside Sister the Rap Snob. What up, what up? Alongside the homie Mace. Oh, no, yeah. Deany is not with us. He, he, he's celebrating his birthday. We miss yes, you, man. Dean. It's, it's very awkward not having the balance with the round table, you know what I mean? But Stole again, me off, enjoy yourself. Enjoy that time. Take care of yourself. We'll hold you down until you get back. Magic 3 drop. The internet is has basically melted down. <laughs> Facts. It's a lot of things going on. The live went crazy. Hip-hop is in abundance right now. The beat you hear in the background is brought to you by Sassida Rap Stop. He makes beats. Holla at me. You know what I'm saying? You can find the Rap Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, Twitter. We got a lot to talk about, so I'm not going to waste too much more of your time. Pleasantries are there. Roundtablemerch.com. Yes, Hit that like button. Get us to 300 likes. And you know what? Do us a favor as well. We got about 8,000 plus subscribers. I don't know the exact number anymore. I just know it's not 10. We need to get to 10K. Right. So but if, about 82. If you're a watcher of the Rap Roundtable and you don't follow us on the socials, make sure you do that. Go, go to Instagram, the Rap Roundtable. Go to the Twitter, Rap Roundtable PC. Follow those two pages because we're gonna as we continue to expand this brand, we're gonna be spending more. We already spend a lot of time on Twitter, but we're basically we're kind of re-rolling out our Instagram aesthetic. So right. make sure that you follow us over there and you know help us continue to build our reach on all platforms, not just YouTube. We love y'all for what y'all do for us on YouTube. But if you could just give us that follow, it's free. It's Thanks. not a Patreon, it's a free social media platform. Yep. Twitter, Rap Roundtable PC, Instagram, the Rap Roundtable. Follow us everywhere because every, every platform is a little bit different. It's a different wrinkle of the Rap Roundtable brand, and we want you to be tapped into all of it. And of course, we are tonight's entertainment. So, Magic 3, the dust has settled. You know, usually when Nas drops, it's the it's like kind of like a hurricane. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's that initial storm, everyone goes crazy. Then we hit the eye, it cools over for a little second. And then it picks up again once the eye passes. And now people are starting to give their takes. Where does it land? They've listened to it about 20 times. And, they, and they're talking about, like, all right, is it a classic? Is it better than this? Is it better than that? And then we, we're now landing in an area where it's like people are now starting to get off of their recency bias. And start to really tell the truth about where this album lands in the Nas lexicon. I love the Nas Hurricanes. It's, it's very entertaining for me to watch. The fans go crazy. Fans push back against the Nas fans going crazy. Nas fans fighting <laughs> each other, saying it's, it's not primo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of that goes on. It's a, it's really right. a hurricane. Right. But to see the rap snob, yes, now that sir. the dust has settled, you've listened to it a few times. Yes. Is Magic 3 still exactly what you thought it was? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. it is. Um, it, 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 has, it hasn't uh, risen or fallen from exactly... Uh, where I placed it upon first listening to it. Um, and, I, you know, I'm hearing some chat out there. Like, I, I, I'm hearing some people with, with the pushback. 
uh, saying, you know what I mean? Oh, y'all just overhyping Magic 3 because, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's because it, 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 of the run and the Hit Boy era and, you know, recency bias. Like, look, it, so what if we are, honestly? Like, we, we have to put this into some real perspective here. You know what I mean? Like, if, imagine, imagine going, looking back in 1998, right? Uh, watching The Last Dance. And and uh, watching the scenes of the 1998 uh, game six in the finals, seeing the last shot and being like, ah, uh, that 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 game was overhyped, or that run was overhyped, or that championship was overhyped, mm. bro, fuck out of here, like <laughs> you you're wilding, you know what I mean? Very much like, and again, I'm gonna make the, the this uh, analogy to. Uh, the 90s Bulls and the double three-peat, right? Because that's what they pulled off, two three-peats with these two series. Um, it, the, the the run that they had, the, the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, there were certain seasons that were more dominant than other seasons, right? right? Just right. like with this series, Good there point. were certain albums that were more dominant than other albums sonically, you know what I mean? Or there were some albums that were better than other albums sonically. But a chip is a chip, the runs are what they are. You know what I mean? If I'm looking at Magic 3, I'm not looking at it like... I'm going to be honest. I'm not looking at it like KD3. KD3 is still my favorite. Okay. You know what I mean? Personally, that's just me. A lot of people out there saying, yo, Magic 3 has has surpassed KD3 in their rankings. Right. That's cool for you. For me, it's still, it's still KD3 hands down. You know what I mean? To me, KD3 is... Uh, the the uh, what was it the seventy two wins ah uh, yeah seventy two seventy two and mm-hmm. the seventy two and ten season for the Bulls that's what KD three is for me that's real the ninety six <laughs> Bulls that's what KD three is for me so it's you know Magic I mean? three the ninety seven so Ma- Bulls Ma- no Magic three is ninety eight Magic three is last day last day okay 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 gave us a battle rap level punchline like you know what I mean so um you you got to take it in its totality pause. Um, <laughs> this guy's sick. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I needed that hate. Um, but now nah, you you have you have to perceive it in its totality. You this, this the album does not exist in a vacuum. Honestly, none of these albums exist in a vacuum. Mm. We have to you know look at it in its its own grand scope. Six albums in three years. Magic Three is a beautiful way. To close it out, close out the era, close out the 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 six peat, mm-hmm. three the two three peats, and it's beautiful for me. You know what I mean? It is it is exactly what it was when I first listened. To it. Okay, 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 Macy. I know, you know, you, you you tend to be a little more reserved with your Nas takes. Of course, of course. and fair is fair. We've kind of like we've been running the offense. But you've been just standing in the corner. We 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 haven't been feeding you the ball how we supposed to. And I apologize. You've had a lot of traffic. Fine, it's fine. We, Sin and I dominated the reaction. I know that. Hey man. The live we had a lot of traffic. We did. You know what I'm saying? We did. Now I it's think it's your Bruce time. To, I yeah. think it's your time to shine now. Um. Now listen, Sin is right. I don't feel any different about the album than I felt. I don't know. You know, a couple days ago. You know, but. The way I think about it, you know what I mean? It's like the album more doesn't... I don't feel any different about the album. The album makes me feel different about the rest of the catalog. Oh. You know what I mean? So 
it's like when you when you hear an album and, and you're like, okay, maybe this isn't the pinnacle. Maybe mm. this isn't what I thought it was. Okay. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, nah, Magic Three is each magic each uh album in the Hit Boy Nas discography served a different purpose, right? Mm. I think this album, the Nas vulnerability, the introspection is something that no Nas album has displayed. So while Ooh, Magic that's, that's One, insane. they said Magic One brought you back to the 90s feel, right? right, right. They said that, uh, you know, Magic Two was like the future feel. You mm. know what I mean? He trying to, you know, sound like, you know, what, what the kids sound like. You know what I mean? KD1, he was, he was still, you know, getting sharp. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, every album served a different purpose. We know KD3, listen, that's the atom bomb right there. But... Listen, man, at the end of the day, I think that this album provided something that a No Nas album ever has. You know what I mean? I feel like I know Nas better than any out. Al- like, maybe since, what, Illmatic? When he was, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, like, did you feel like at the end of the day when you listened to It Was Written, did you feel like you knew Nas better? You know what I'm saying? Or did you just feel like you heard a great album? That's the thing. When I feel like, when I hear this album, I feel like I'm right there with hitting Nas. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, nah, this album doesn't make me feel, I don't feel any different about it. I, it makes me feel different about the rest of his catalog. Honestly, like, mm. it make me start wondering where, where this place is. Wow. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Do you want to get into where it might place? Matter of fact, Listen. we're not. We're going to save that for down the road because we do we have go. the Hit Boy and Nas power rankings eventually. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and maybe when we get classy. into those power rankings, we'll start talking about where these albums might fall because I think Magic 3 kind of reshuffles the whole lexicon. I think the discography, I think he... It, it belongs in different yeah. conversations. Is it Illmatic or, or it was written for me? No, right. right. But it's in. It might be in that top five conversation. It might be. Man. Let me. What y'all think, chat? Is it in that top five? Should discussion? we do a tier list, guys? I had the internet's yeah, I, like that. I know. I the Nas tier list. Hey, we might have to, bro. Then we, we gonna have to do a whole to. tier list because you know I gotta get my cake back. Apparently, <laughs> I lost it. Man. You know what I mean? Listen. But I know I ended up putting KD three in the top five. So you're saying you're putting? I'm not. I'm just asking the public. Oh, okay. I'm just asking. All right, all right. What y'all think? But for me, uh. Magic 3 definitely is what I thought it was. I've gone back to it, and it just makes me, you know, it makes me very, very excited about rap again. I feel like, you know, yeah, rappers did drop. Artists did drop earlier in the year. But between what we got from Spech and Conway, then what Rand gave us, what, 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 uh, Nicholas Craven and those boys gave us and then what Nas and Hit gave us and, and what was what else is gonna be coming down the road. Right. I'm very excited about the cold months of the rest of the year. Winter music is gonna be yo, it's triple fat goose music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm taking it there. North Face music, you know Marmots. what I mean? Mermons, you know what I'm saying? The Merm season for my uptown heads, you dig? The Averex season, all hey. of that. I feel like we are in a good space. When it comes to Magic 3, though, the hurricane came through and, and, and it stood. I think this is one, to me, this, the, the, the hit boy, to use a media terminology, like tent poles, pause. You know what I mean? Just for those who are <laughs> childish. There's things that they're going to. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's us. We're, us, we're them. You know what I mean? <laughs> to me, KD3 
and Magic 3, the, 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 the final acts of hey, each trilogy. Let's talk about that. Those are the two that are going to hold up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's chain links and pillars. I talk about that in my sports podcast. These are the two pillars yeah. that are going to yeah. hold up the Hit Boy era. Right. For, 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 for 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, when we, when we, when we revisit these conversations, those are the two projects that we're going to remember the most. And it's like Mace made that comment about feeling like you know Nas. Yeah. He was an open book. I won't say vulnerable, but he was open. You were right. To me, like, whatever he was going through in that moment or whatever his life is about in that moment, that's what the album was. Riding shotgun. Can I just chime in real quick? Mm -hmm. Because there was one bar that I caught on, like, I think, like, the third listen, and it struck me. Because I don't think he's ever really um, alluded to this, like, in any way, shape, or form. Like, we we kind of know. Like, Mm -hmm. we know that, you know, Nas has tendencies to, like, be a bit of a recluse away from the industry, away from the limelight. You know, take off three years here, five years there, you know what I mean? But there was this bar where he said, they asking if I ever going to be over-wrapped. But I left a few times, just never told you that. Mm. You know what I mean? And that, that to, to you know, Mace's point, yeah, that's something that, like, no, regardless of how much of an open book Nas has been on certain projects, certain songs, certain albums, um, this, is a, this is something he's never really told us, open. You know what I mean? So to Mace's point, there is, a, like, an extra layer that he's unlocked uh, with Magic 3. Um, and, you know, this is one of the bars that really exemplified that. And to that point, it, part of it, too, is because of age. Most men, as they age, we we tend to lose our filter. We don't we, we give less of a fuck. Facts. And we just we just talk about whatever we whatever's on our mind. We talk about that shit. You dig? Like and, 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 and I feel like with this album, he's not fully quote, old man Nas. Get off my lawn Nas. Right. But he's in a space where he's so comfortable within himself and he he knows that no one can tell him anything that I can say whatever the fuck I wanna say. Right. I can shout out whoever I wanna shout out. I can shout out Hove and, and throw a dart at Hove on the same album. <laughs> and you can't tell me shit. And he did that on this project. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I'm very comfortable with that as an artist because I'm getting old. And it's like, I'm losing my filter. And I'm like, shit, this is relatable. I don't give a fuck some days either. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to Nas. And it's like, to get to this space where... Wait, you have a filter? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Believe it or not. Allegedly. So we experience filtered jars. Yes. <laughs> the, the Patreon, no. <laughs> hey, look out for that. If you so think we're come. dangerous now. Listen. Shit. You know what I'm saying? How I look at this situation is... This album's gonna stand up because it was so much thoughtfulness. A lot of, like I said in the reaction, a lot of love, a lot of, a lot of deep reverence. Do you, do you know what I mean? Shout out to Nipsey. That I just feel like this guy right here, you know, he's he's won me over. I fought it for a long time, but he's won me over as far as <laughs> I can say I'm a Nas fan. I still wear the whole cape. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it. <laughs> The, the chat is throwing a party right now. Oh, God. <laughs> He's won and, me over. And Dini's not here for this. Right. Man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh man. I mean, I'll, I'll, the, the whole cake will be forever. But I can now say that I'm a Nas fan because it's like as as he's leveled up musically as an artist and, and, and Hit Boy is 
whatever Hit Boy did to challenge him to try some shit, and it worked. I got nothing negative to say, bro. But I, what I will say on the flip side, let's get into it. Magic 2, I would say, was the most polarizing project mm-hmm. of the entire run. With Magic 3 being out and the dust being settled, we, how do we view Magic 2 now? Listen, let me let me go first. This is where I had a problem with everybody jumping out the window about Magic 2 when it dropped and mm-hmm. having that recency bias and, and throwing on the Nas capes and the, the, the Nas and Hitboy capes, tying them up super tight <laughs> because it was like, bro, so where do we go from here? So, like, you, if, if you call Magic 2 a classic and gave it five mics, what is Magic 3 then? <laughs> 12 mics, I guess. But, right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have to, there has to be somewhere to go after you give something five mics. You know what I mean? And so, um, so yeah, no, I mean, Ma- Magic 2, uh, you know what I mean? Th- there's a couple joints on there that I'll go back to, but, uh, you know, I've made it very, very evident. Um, it wasn't my favorite out of the series. Um, and Ma- Magic 3 just came through and just, like, for me, kind of kind of pushed it to the side a little bit. Maybe, you know, washed it aside. Mm. Um, and uh, I'm glad, like, I'm glad they spun the block that quick with Magic 3. What about you, Mace? Um, I saw a lot of people say that Magic 3 made Magic 1 seem like an EP. Mm. I'm gonna say Magic 3 made Magic 2 seem like a mixtape almost. You know what I'm saying? I just, it just seems like Magic 3 was being made and they decided this doesn't fit with the album. This mm. doesn't fit with the album. Not that it's because that's what we always kind of like more fish with fish scale. Right. It, Ooh, perfect. Right. Perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> it is like it I, I get it. It's hard to judge, you know, a Nas album if he's always rapping his ass off on every song. You know yeah. what I mean? But you have to be able to do that sometimes. You know what I mean? Because when you hear this and you hear great songwriting and you hear great sequencing and you hear production match with lyrics perfectly, just like Sin says, wh- what do you say about Magic 2 now? Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's not, it's not any denigration to it. Right. We're saying it's six rings, but it's just like there's a clear, there's clear levels. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Magic 3, it, it blows Magic 2 out of the water, honestly. Fair play. For me, just to tie it all together, when, when, when the news broke, Sin and I got on, we did an impromptu live where we talked about maybe we'll look at Magic 2 differently if, if it feels like it's one half of a, a whole. Maybe Magic 2 was side A to Magic 3 side B. In fact, I don't think there's, maybe I'm wrong, but there is no connection between Magic 2 and Magic 3 being a double album because that's what we were wondering at the time. For me, it resets the margin. Like, at this point, we we can tell the truth about Magic 2. Like, as a family, a podcast, the chat, the supporters of the wraparound table, Magic 3 redefines the levels as far as the Magic series goes. Now... Because at the end of the day, and it's like we people, you know, and you know, sometimes niggas do get judgmental and shit like that. It, that's just part of the process. And you want to defend your favorite rapper. I felt like with Magic 2, there were people who were really making sure that there was no smut on Nas's name. Right, right. Maybe some people do really do feel that Magic 2 is a five mic album. But I know for a fact there was people who defended their favorite rapper because niggas was really jumping out the window on the slander side. Not us, 
But people on the internet were trying to slander Magic to OD. Yeah. You dig? And motherfuckers had to make sure that they, they defended Nas from the smut. See, I tried to tell you. Right, right. But I think with Magic 3 dropping, now we can say maybe Magic 2 wasn't five mics. Maybe it's four mics. Because mm. Magic 3 is so much more than right. Magic right. 2. Yeah. That honestly, Magic 2 is kind of like the, the, the little brother to Magic 1 and Magic 3. And, and, and being sandwiched in between Magic 3 and KD3 mm-hmm. is like, it's you tough. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, yeah. bro. It's tough. It's tough. And it's like, I think we talked about that. It's, you know what I mean? Like, KD3 was such a monster that whatever came after that was going to have a tough act to follow. Exactly. And maybe Nas knew that and was like, you know what? Why am I going to try to follow KD3 with something monstrous when I already know I got Magic 3 in the tuck? So let's give them a little break. Yep. It's like when you have a tasting and you go to the restaurant because Dini's not here. Somebody got to go off for you. <laughs> Keep it spirit when, alive. If you got a little chicken and you go to a fancy restaurant and you get the tasting menu, everything don't hit the same. They give, they they layer it in a way where certain things are not going to hit on the same level as the next thing. If you ever had the tasting menu at a nice restaurant, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I think Magic 2 was the break. Like, it's still tasty. It's good. But it's not what you have in Magic 1 or Magic 3. But your palate needed a break before you got to the fire. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to take it to a, a movie analogy. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of like of, of movie trilogies where like I enjoyed the first one and the third one more than the second one. Mm. And the only one I could come up with, and I might I might get some tomatoes thrown at me, okay, which is get fine. The, ready. Um, the Back to the Future trilogy. Because <laughs> I mean, the the first one is the the, the all time classic. Yes. Um, and I I'm in the very silent minority that likes the third one more than the second one. Everybody loves the second Back to the Future. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just like uh, other than than the fucking Nike I mean. mags, like. What is great about that movie? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. You jump Mikey into Max the future to save world. events that haven't happened yet. It just doesn't make any sense. You know what? I love, I, I, and I really like Back to the Future. I got a better trilogy to save you from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and again, because we're bringing things full circle. Right. This is the Die Hard trilogy. Ah. Mm. Die Hard, because the rest of them just don't count. No. Fuck them shits. <laughs> it's Die Hard. Century Die, Die Hard 2. Die Hard with a Vengeance That's where it ends right. Live free or Die Hard Don't count Whatever What's the opposite Fuck that You know what I mean But To me Die Hard 2 is not Die Hard 1 Die Hard 1 is A, a, a fake Christmas movie That niggas argue about yeah. Every year <laughs> And they And if you If you look closely On your cable providers They put out Die Hard 1 Around Christmas Every year <laughs> Nobody remembers Die Hard 2 But then Die Hard 3 with Die Hard with a Vengeance Drops with Samuel crazy. Jackson Legendary shit. Super. And to me, Magic 1 is Die Hard 1. Magic 2 is Die Hard 2. Still a good movie, but it's not the first one, nor is it on the scale or the grandioseness. That's not a word. I just made it up of the third one. That's that's, that's it for me. Save you from that. that, that no, back that's to the fine. Future shit. But I, I, I do, I do want to uh, holler at the chat. Chat, if there's any, if, if, if there's any solidarity with my take mm-hmm. at all, Back to the Future 3 is better than Back to the Future 2. Let me know. The cinematic round table. Yeah, I mean, now we're movie critics. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the hit boy of it all. Hit boy, you know, he has worked with others. It, to me, the Nas, people might think that it started with the Nas one. Rest in peace to Nip. Like, hit boy's hood to warm around the time of a hit boy, hit boy, uh, Nipsey's last project. You know what I'm saying? 
Then he moved over to, to Benny the Butcher. You know what I'm saying? And then along the way, we started the six peak. But now that the dust has settled, rest in peace of Nipsey Hustle, we know that I think Alchemist and Hit Boy are working on Benny's project. But this ain't Nas. He, like, hip, no disrespect to Benny, but he's not Nas. Where does this leave Hit Boy go? True. Where does this leave Hit Boy now that he's no longer, the, the, the work is done? Sin. Um, I mean, for, first and foremost, I, I want to leave some space for Hit Boy to enjoy his life a little bit and enjoy uh, a person in in his, in his life that hasn't been around for for a really long time. And I mean, his father just got out of prison, so mm. let him enjoy his, his, his family Not life. Let him, let, let him like you know uh, rebuild that father son relationship. You know what I mean? So. I'm, I'm hoping he takes some time for himself. Not that I know the guy, but like, you know, just it, I, I can, you know, I can relate to that sort of thing. And so, like, I'm hoping he, he takes some time for himself uh, to, to, you know, build and, and, and build on that relationship. You know what I mean, um, we, we talked, you know, you mentioned Benny the Butcher. I definitely see some work with Benny the Butcher um, in the future. Uh but also, I kind of see, just based on how, based on how he gravitated to Nas, and how um, plugged in he was with this entire run, with this whole movement, and didn't divert from it because he wanted to do it for the love of making music, for the love of making great music, for the love of the culture. I I, I see him building a label. Mm. I see label label work in his future you know what i mean and developing artists that you know because it, it, the, the space I, I mean look the, the space that we fuck with we feel like it's in a good space but the space that's out there, there there's a lot of fuck shit there's a lot of <laughs> bullshit you know what i mean and so like i feel like hip boy can be that that um uh that sort of bridge you know what i mean much in the same way that kanye was once upon a time he could be that sort of bridge where he has enough connections to the mainstream but also has these you know um, yeah the, the these he's also rooted in just like making good music and doing shit for the love and the culture and the art so i i see him you know developing some type of label where he can like really nurture those sort of artists okay mace um Good shit, Sin. Um, Sin mentioned a vacation, and I'm gonna have to remind him that that kind of sounds like nonsense. I vividly remember <laughs> eating a, a some some good pizza from 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 our guys. Donna Rosa, yes, sir. Eating some yeah. good pizza. This is the episode that you missed, y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. Eating some good pizza. You know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, Greenery was in the area. Of course. Censor that if you have to, Joff. No, nah, yeah. we're not. We uh, we 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 blasting future. Me and Dean. We talking, you know, Patreon level, you know, talk, you know. <laughs> and Sin is in the corner making beats on his phone, bro. <laughs> I was like, wait, is, is this guy making a beat right now? <laughs> Super producers don't take vacations, even during pizza, fellas. <laughs> All right, so since you're wildin', gang, you're wildin', bro. Hold on, Mace, are you saying 
the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? The and fuck it, are you talking about? In a brotherly way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's wild right now. Pause if Apple. But honestly, the next move Hitboy needs to make, man. Um, Listen, we've had thus far, we've had Sinister with uh, with, with Corday. We've had Timeless with Benny the Butcher. Mm. We've had Never Die with, with Nas. It's time for Wayne and Hit Boy to, to, to come through, man. I'm sorry. It's time for the Wayne Hit Boy okay. connection. I don't want to hear no more Wayne over, no more Swiss beats. What the Please. Fuck? My ears are bleeding. You know what I'm saying? No more Swiss beats. Please, my nigga. <laughs> no. Um, and it this is this wait, is what we he need. Ju- he, but he just produced that uh, Bust Around and Coy the Rager. Oh man! I, oh. <laughs> 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 Listen, who was that for? You know what I mean? I like to know. You know what I mean? I, no, 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 no. That's the next installment of Nobody Asked for This. <laughs> That's what it is, <laughs> and it's the latest installment, bro. Maybe the maybe the greatest fucking definition of who asked for this, bro. Like neither Coyle Ray fans, all fifteen of them, or Buster Rob fans, bro. Like nobody asked Whoa. for that. Whoa! Wow, but bro. That's honestly, crazy, bro. like that's what we need. We need Hit Boy to revive Wayne. You know what I mean? No Carter, no Carters. We just need Wayne locked in with a producer that. That, that niggas trust That can guide the vision That'll just provide the, the sound Hashtag soundscape mm-hmm. For Wayne to, to, to go off Like we all been waiting on You know what I mean So that's what I, I want to see Wayne and Hit Boy okay. You know what I mean If it's an EP If it's a 10 track Whatever man That's what I want to hear Heard it Heard it Alright so You know What I'll say is this I'm looking forward To the Benny the Butcher project because to me, Burden of Proof is is my favorite person. I ain't, I'm not claiming best and all of that. Y'all niggas, y'all be feeling Cause y'all trying to. I know y'all ready to jump on me right now. I'm not saying it's the best. That's but, three. But the bet, the, the 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 yeah, the the Burden of Proof, the production on that when Hip Boy delivered to Benny is my favorite Hip Boy work. His, his interpretation of what Griselda was at that point in time, 2020, amazing. I know Sly Green, like Sly Green, bro. Like, oh my God. If you haven't heard Sly Green yet, go listen to that shit. My, like, what the, like, because the thing is, when when you're a producer and dare I say, hey, boy, a curator now. He curates certain sounds for each artist. Now, this is not rhyming on the Sly Green. He's not, that's not his bag. You dig? Right. He can, but that's not who he is. Right. Benny, however, is a Sly Green type of nigga. And we heard what that song was. We heard, we heard War Paint. We heard Ooh, shit Paint. like that. You dig what I'm saying? So it's like famous. That joint, like this joint. Yo, if you haven't heard Burden of Proof, you're playing yourself, first of all. We need that part too. Yeah. Listen to me. So with that being said, I'm excited to see that layer of hip boy return but the flip side of it all is i'm not gonna say what i'm looking for what i'll say is what needs to happen because as much as there's adulation with the adulation comes skepticism and that being said there's gonna be a large segment of hip-hop who's looking to see what hit boy can do now in this moment beyond the nas umbrella 
because it's motherfuckers who, again, who hated on Hitboy and said, if Nas is good, Nas can carry any beat, it don't matter. Now, there's going to be people who say, now that you got this six and you're not in that umbrella anymore, you're back here, you're working with this guy, that guy, and Walt over here, what does this shit sound like? Is it fire? Or, or, or are you going to fade away? So my, so I think for Hitboy now, he has to stick the landing if, if Benny's next, if it does happen to be a Wayne project, or whomever it might be. It needs to be fire. Because there's going to be those skeptics who they're, they're waiting to hate. We talk about that all the time. There's always niggas waiting to hate. And it's a, it's a good percentage of niggas waiting to hate on your next move just to say that you you benefited from Nas's greatness as opposed to you and Nas collaborated right. to make fire. Right. So the next, for me, hit, if you're watching, listen, your next move got to be your best move. That's how I look at that shit. You know what I'm saying? But as we, before we get into the next topic, real quick, hit that like button, 300 likes, subscribe, yeah. notification bell. And also, last but not least, roundtablemerchant.com. And oh, by the way, when, when this actual podcast version of the episode is done, we have an interview with Lyrical Links. Make sure that you stick around for that because we know how some of y'all, not all y'all, but you know how some of y'all do. Oh, an unsigned artist comes on, I just run away. I don't want to hear from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be in this bag about oh, hip hop needs to be on a certain level. Hip hop needs to be represented properly, and we bring these artists we on. We need new artists. We need new energy. Right. And then we bring them on, and then you don't even give them a chance. Be like my boy Isaac Cello. He always stays. Come on now. The interviews, man. And let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. Lyrical Links, I haven't said this about any of our guests either. Lyrical Links is the next one. No gas, no bullshit. He's the next one. If you fuck, if you love bars, you love song making ability, you love charisma, lyricism, entendres, metaphors. Lyrical Links. He's raw, bro. Yeah, he wanted. He's raw too, like. All right. If you leave, it's because you want to leave. You're not trying to jack no other artists. Yeah, y'all niggas is lying. We get it, guys. <laughs> Somebody lying out there. Yeah. Quavo. His album dropped. Mesito. Yes, sir. 32K first week. <sighs> Tough. I don't know what's going on in hip-hop right now with the record sales. <laughs> kind of crazy. He comes out and he says that hip-hop needs a mixtape outlet for artists to re to reset their momentum and, and gain traction yet again, basically is what he was saying. He want the Wayne route, where you but you basically can rebrand, reinvigorate, and, and create energy for your next project. When you heard him say that, or read him say that, I should say, what were your takeaways? My first thought was, damn, this man is dead in the water. Mm. Like that sounded like, listen, no shots at at Philly, one of Philly's finest. It sounded like one of the Meek Mill tweets. Where Meek Mill start, you know, begging, you know, like, hey, anybody know uh, uh, how to find a private jet? It's like, Meek, I'm supposed to be asking you about this. <laughs> but it sounded real desperate. Mm. You know, the album just dropped. You know, uh, there was a lot of hype because he had the Grammy performance. You know, um, rest in peace to Takeoff. But we, we all know this. Um, the Grammys, actually. Grammys? Yeah, they had a, a Grammy performance, didn't they? Grammys is like back in February, bro. Yeah, that's... But him and Offset, they came that together. That was BT Awards. That was BT Awards. My mistake. My mistake, y'all. Quavo had his own performance during the Grammys for the uh, mm-hmm. take. That's right when Takeoff passed. Um, but listen, what I what I thought, damn, this boy is cold, man. Like he just dropped the album. 
you know, just like we said, there's rest in peace to take off, but there's usually big business behind death and hip hop. So the fact that he was so connected to, you know, something that was viral like that and it still was cold. Nobody was bumping the takeoff posthumous verses. You know what I'm saying? It Which was were fire. Listen, Quavo's cold out here. You know what I mean? From from Beyonce to Michelle in, in you know a couple short years. You know what I mean? So another thing I thought is that like hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> wow, that's what we doing. Listen, man. That's shouts to crazy. Uh, you know what's Quavo's real name? Is it Quavius? I think so. Ah oh, man, ask like, Joe Button. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Joseph, man. Shout out to Tax, though. Uh, but what I thought. Wow. What, <laughs> wow. What I That's thought, a straight. Bro. Listen. That's crazy, bro. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Uh, freedom is is fire, though. But, um, like, what I thought to myself was he's completely out of touch, bro. Like, a mixtape outlet so we could blow up, like, what do you say? Wayne Future Gucci and Migos. First of all, the Migos was not in that, like, yeah. Wayne has legendary mixtapes. Shout the Drought 3 about to come back to streaming services. Mm-hmm. We already know about the future 3 P. Gucci Mane, he blew up off mixtapes. Does anybody know a Gucci Mane album? Probably no between the three of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and rightfully so. So it's like, no, Migos was never mixtape legends on that level. In Atlanta, they were, to be fair. Kind of sort of. They, was, they were legends, but not mixtape legends. You know what I'm saying? Hannah Montana was on a no mixtape. Hannah Montana. We had Hannah Montana. We had no label, too. We had... But those were straight to streaming services even back mm. in the day. Those were streamed albums. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like... Quavo sound like a nigga that's desperate, that's trying to, like, think of a way, and he don't know how to think of a way. Listen, in modern times, the, the way... What he wants is like the feature run, right? The Lil Durk, you know, got a feature run. Or, you know, Cardi got a feature run. J. Cole got a feature run. You know what I mean? You know, posing a picture with Sexy Red like Drake. You know what I mean? Go find <laughs> what Central C is no, doing. No, please don't do that. Don't you know what that. I'm saying? Don't right. know, do it. What's no. Sukiana doing, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Glorilla, revive her. You know what I mean? But Honestly, Quavo and Glow might go crazy. That would kind of go crazy. The I new joint that, that Glow dropped had a crazy Gets. beat. I'm not going to lie. But you, you just sound Sexy like a nigga that's way out of touch. You know what I mean? Like, a nigga that... Is is panicking about where shit is going. His business is bad. His group is gone. Offsets dressing up like Michael Jackson. Shit, it, niggas is panicking, y'all. Mace, that offset video is nasty, bro. I didn't even peep it. I know, I know, yeah, y'all shared it. Since fucked. Why are you rapping? rapping? No, I, did, I didn't. I, I saw it, but I was busy. Rapping I like a combination of Juicy J and Project Pat. Dressed like Michael Jackson in the in in the what was it not not the was it smooth thriller criminal? smooth criminal yeah, with a splash bro. of thriller yeah what's going on I what's didn't watch it but I saw on. I saw a picture of it so what's no 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 send <laughs> you didn't miss anything okay. what <laughs> now just explain out there because I didn't watch it <laughs> but I knew it was a smooth criminal what's going on again the latest entry into nobody asked for this <laughs> is that offset video where he's cosplaying as Michael Jackson Whoa. stop it. Stop. Now, again, I'm not knocking niggas for having their favorites. I'm not. But nobody asked for that. Let Mike rest in peace. Please. If we want a Michael Jackson cosplayer, we have Usher. We have Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. We don't need Offset. Thanks. Was he, was he doing the kick and, and the Nigga, crotch he, grab he, and all that? He was cosplaying, bro. 
he had the white suit, the, the red leather jacket. He was doing the dancing and all of that. Now oh, so, I, there, so there was different outfits for different scenes. Yeah. He was in the movie theater from the thriller scene. Eating popcorn? Yes. Like, we know Offset used to pop and lock back in the day. He's a dancer. We know that. Yeah. He's, he, that is true. He raps what about being a drug dealer, but I don't even know video? anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's that? It was in a special delivery video, right? Uh, I don't even know. Was, was all, Listen, chat, was Offset in a special delivery video? He might be. Shaking Fuck those that. shoulders like Sin when that Cardi comes on, bro? Honestly. Don't do that. Don't I'm, do that, bro. <laughs> don't tell lies like that. <laughs> You do dance to that Cardi, bro. You love Cardi, what? bro. The, that is a Cardi what, that, B fan, that, bro. That bongos? Nah. <laughs> you don't like the bongos? Nah. Listen, listen, on wait, that wait, bongos, nah, man? wait. Wait for my lawn segment. Wait for my lawn Say less. Right, copy, copy. I'm coming to you in a second, Sin. Pause. Hey! <laughs> and, but it's like, you know, we, we stayed on the Quavo topic. We know as a collective of the Migos, the remaining Migos, recipes to take off. It's cold because yet again he's taking like pictures for the for the socials with, with Cardi where he's like pantomime in the back shot pose. Yeah. There was an other joint where, where he he was grabbing her yams. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like they're doing everything to try to create interest, generate traction, stream, trend. Honestly, the only way for Quavo and Takeoff, oh shit, Offset, I'm sorry, to matter in 2023 is for them to come together as the remaining Migos. Whatever posthumous takeoff verses you have, use them and re reform the Migos because independently, y'all not Wu-Tang. Y'all not even the locks, bro. Yet there's no there's no SP or KISS on Migos. You guys are honestly, and, and I, they're still good enough and the chemistry is there because when they had their BT Awards performance to bring it back to you, Mace, the chemistry is still there. I'll listen to an Offset and, and Quavo album. Yeah. Sincere's ready. Here's my correction. It's the worst, man. It was a Whitney Houston video. Oh, man. Shit. I wish I'd rather be. It was a backup dancer. Oh, oh, let's get it. You know right. what I mean? Whitney Houston video. I don't know where I got special delivery from. Because right. you wanted it to be that. Right. I right. To be that. But I think... I think I, I tried think, to save him, bro. The, Damn the, it, man. The conflating happened because I think he was doing the Harlem Shake. In that Whitney he was Houston video. doing a Harlem Shakes in a Whitney Houston video, and then he was trapping out the bando. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, sincere. Yeah. Um, Quavo made those comments about the mixtape. Yeah. Market. So, uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little conflicted because, um, I, I've talked about it here on the uh, on the roundtable. I wasn't really plugged into the uh, the mixtape scene when it was bubbling. Um, but uh, thinking back on it, like I. I I understand its its place in the culture. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? I, co I come from an era where mixtapes meant something completely different. So when I started seeing these mixtapes, I'm like, these aren't mixtapes. These are projects that are, you know, out on the street. Um, but I, I understand it, its purpose in the culture. And that was for people to build up and develop their career um, and with no rules, right? They, they, they were untethered to labels. They were untethered to the rules of record making you didn't have to clear samples you could rap on anybody's beat you know what i mean you just like this, this was like the wild Good wild time. west you know what i mean um and so in in that sense i i kind of feel him in a sense where like this is the, the, the this was an era where um you could take it back to like the essence of the culture you didn't have to worry about you know what i mean like clearing a sample 
You didn't have to worry about like, oh, like somebody already rapped to this beat. Fuck it. Jack the beat and just rap to it better. You know what I mean? So like that essence of the culture, I, like in, in, in the art form, like I, I, I get it. But that era is so far gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in a sense, I wish there was some separation between all of the 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 actual mixtapes that come out on DSPs, plus the EPs, plus mm-hmm. the albums, plus the things that are called mix, um, that are called playlists. Drake, um, like, what is that? Um, huh. Like, it, it's all lumped into like this umbrella term called projects now. Like, everything is just a project. Right. It's an EP, mixtape, playlist, album, whatever. It's a project. So everything is just lumped together, but it all adheres to the same rules uh, of uh, uh, of record making. You know what I mean? And so like, I kind of feel like the the where he's coming from, uh, but it's just where that's so. It's a bygone era. Like you just have to like let it rest in peace and just think ahead of like, you know what I mean? What's next? Or, How am I gonna make this work for me? Put your shit out on Bandcamp. Well, that's the other point. I, like, I, I appreciate Bandcamp. I do. But people in the industry are not going to look at Bandcamp and be like, yeah, I want to put my project on. People pe- like, people will look at Bandcamp the same way they look at Android phones. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, because, no, no, no. Wow. And this, because there's nothing, I have an iPhone. You don't have to qualify. Well, listen, <laughs> there's nothing, there's like, legit, if you, if you have a Fire Android phone, there's nothing wrong with Android phones. Yeah, it is. There's nothing, there's, technically speaking, there's yeah, it nothing, is. It is. To, in, in terms of the technology on, of it, say. there's nothing wrong with an Android phone. Walsh, you got an iPhone or Android? Yeah, come on, <laughs> what, are <you> doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? Here? I, I mean, I look, I'm, I'm not caping too hard for Android. All I right. have an iPhone too, but there's nothing technically wrong with Android. It's just the perception of it. Mm. Like people will look at it and be like, "Yo, that that's that's for broke motherfuckers." You mm. know what I mean? <laughs> and so when they look when they look at Bandcamp, they're like, like a, a, a somebody I. I was in the Migos. I'm going to go to Bandcamp now? I'm not doing that. That's well, uh, here's where I'll jump in and say that Dipset, many moons ago, on fire. Before they went to Koch, who was talking about Koch? Dipset made, Dipset made Koch lit. And for a couple of years, Koch was one of the hottest independent platforms, distributors in the world. A Quavo going over to Bandcamp might make other niggas feel like if Quavo can do it, maybe I can do it. It just takes one person to do it. Mm-hmm. But Good but point. here's the thing, Quavo, and I'm talking to you now. The issue isn't a mixtape market. It's, it's, it's not that. It's you. You are the same artist you were six years ago. Ten years ago. You haven't done anything different. At a certain point, you can't just say, you, you you can't just eventually learn a new ad lib and then you throw that little sound in there. Switch it up, nigga. And I, I don't want to get on my snob shit, but I'm going to get on my snob shit. It speaks to the disposability of that style. Yeah. And honestly, there was a second where, you know, Future was mad at niggas because a lot of niggas was cosplaying as Future. Yeah. Quavo was guilty of that. Yeah. But he was doing it with the same flow, the same approach. The same rhyme schemes. Even Future had to switch it up just a tad bit. Right. And he worked his way back around. Quavo, 
the Migos, the, whatever that flow is, is the triple time. I don't know what the fuck to call it. But whatever it is that you're doing, you need to rebrand. The mixtape market can't save you if you're giving niggas the same shit. Because at the end of the day, to Sin's point, a stream is still a stream, nigga. Whether it's on Bandcamp, whether it's on Datpiff. Yeah. Niggas are still gonna have to choose whether they wanna stream your shit or not. And if you're giving them the same shit over and over and over again, the takeoff verses and the future verses on your album stood out because they're different. You do the same thing on every beat. Maybe you need to look at yourself and say, you know what? Atlanta has changed. We see what Gunner's doing. Even with a charge and allegedly cinching, Gunner, Gunner's a, the new Atlanta. There's a few other niggas in Atlanta who represent the new Atlanta. You're still the old Atlanta. Imagine that. Fucking Quavo's old now. That's crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? Takeoff. Keep saying takeoff. Offset. It's old now. Old Atlanta. Because of the way that the gestation period of what an artist is, they're all old, which leads into the next topic. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Lyrical Links interview on the way. Roundtablemerch.com. Copy of Truckers. Is the era of the rap megastar over? You know Macito. what? Macito. Hold on, Sam. Let's okay. hear from Mace. He's the youngest one here. Is the era of the rap superstar over? I go back and forth with this, to be honest. You know, I, I, we've spoken about it. Uh, Ebro's spoken about it. You know, not superstar. Mega star. Mega star. Who's the number one rap mega star right now? Aubrey. Aubrey. Easily. Still Drake. Drake. Easily. Is is there someone gonna? Is, is anybody gonna fill those shoes? Um. Is anybody gonna fill those shoes? Um. Somebody. Some people would like to act like NBA YoungBoy is that guy because no of the numbers. That's not it. He's just <laughs> can he not fill out a marketable venue? enough. Not marketable enough. Not not somebody that you know. It's going to be on the front of the rap mm-hmm. life, you know, playlist. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it right. just doesn't, the music doesn't move enough people. You know what I mean? So, just like you say, Drake, you know, the, the last generation we've had, right? The Drake, Cole, mm-hmm. Kendrick, you know, uh, collective. And it's like, yikes, have we really had anybody since then? You know, before that trio, you had Wayne. Before that, you had 50. And then, you know, before that, we had the 90s, right? You know, it's a hundred people you know but it Kanye I absolutely gotta give Kanye his props Kanye might be a bigger star than all of them motherfuckers honestly but still right to this to this day um (laughs) but do we have a rap megastar right now Job I think they're dead I'm gonna be honest with you you know I thought Triple X could have been that I thought Juice World could have been that you know what I mean I don't pop smoke you know what I'm saying because so you mean literally yeah, yeah, yeah they're actually yes. dead. Rest in peace to all three of them. You know what I mean? Thanks. I'm gonna be honest. I don't, I don't see who's gonna be the rap megastar. You know what I mean? We 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 love him. Nas is the biggest story in in, in hip hop right now for the culture right now. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Nas, a 50 year old rapper being the biggest thing. We seen Puffy. We seen Mary J. We seen the Locks. That's where niggas want to be at right now. There is no young rapper right now that mm. niggas want to be around energy-wise. That say, I want to I want a verse from that guy. That 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 you see a motherfuckers playing they shit in their IG story, bumping in the background. I don't think so, y'all. And that's kind of scary. That's tough. Sam. Um, I'm going to say this. I hope it is dead. Oh, I hope, I hope the oh. rap megastar is. Oh, shit. wow, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. I wasn't expecting that word. No. 
<laughs> um, at, le- at least for the moment, at least for uh, some period of time. You know what I mean? Because I think the game needs to be reset. Um, you know, it, it's just too like there's the game has become too much about um the hustle and the chasing the bag and how fast can I get the next bag and that's what's created this microwave culture and that microwave culture is not going to go anywhere if there keeps being new people feeding into it and then being disposed. Uh, when you know what I mean, the, the, their shelf life has expired. You know what I mean, and so like this expiration date of these artists that are in the industry right now, it's getting that expiration date is getting shorter and shorter um, as the days go on, right? Gotcha. And so I like I feel like there has to be a great reset, mm. and we've talked about we talked about the reset here in terms of like you know what I mean the the the, the pandemic you know happened. Uh, people weren't partying. Griselda, you know, made their space. You know what I mean? They they bogarted their, their lane into the culture. Um, and they, they, you know, they've carved out their lane and they've been successful with their lane. But as far as like beyond that overground underground, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Beyond mm-hmm. the overground. Um, in the mainstream space, I think there needs to be a great reset in the mainstream space as well. You know what I mean? Um, and so part of me hopes that people realize, look, this manner of doing business, this manner of, you know, what I mean, chasing TikTok trends, this manner of, uh, you know, what I mean, uh, rehashing, you know, songs that everybody knows already like that shit is dead. It's going to get you. But so far, but you're never going to reach an Aubrey. You're never going to reach a Kendrick. You're never going to reach a Nikki. Going, you know, doing the same things that everybody else is doing in, in the space. You know what I mean? So at some point, the mainstream has to be reset for hip hop. You know what I mean? So that people can understand, all right, you know what? This is not sustainable, right? We have to go back to the drawing board and figure out a new way to grow super mega stars, household names in our space and our culture. You know what? I think I, you know, I came here with a different approach, but I, I might have to agree with Sin because I think the game right now, you know, I'm, they're probably tired of hearing me say it. It's rigged. It's, it's designed to be microwave. It's designed for you to ingest somebody quickly. Pause. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then move on. In the last year alone, we had a bunch of niggas. I mean, shit, Glorilla was on fire a year ago today. Some will tell you right now that Glorilla's cold. We got Sexy Red right now. She's on fire today. A year from now, she might be cold. You dig? Quavo and them, Migos, the two remaining Migos members, Migos are so hot at one point that they felt like all three could go solo, put out solo shit, and, 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 and they'd be in a good position as a group before they came back together. They're cold. I know I'm forgetting a few others. I mean, shit, Corday's cold. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker. Ice Spice is hot right now, but who's to say she won't be cold in a few seconds? Right. You dig? It. I don't. Of of the new crop, Young Boy was on fire, but then even his streams have taken a dip. I won't say he's cold, but he's approaching cold. He's not at his peak, right? Right. 
Then we have then we have people who we think are, are, are lit, but then when you look at these streaming Cook numbers, Cook they're not they're not eating shit. As much as we love Larry June on, in this space, what are, what do his numbers look like? You dig what I'm saying, guys? Are, and then it's, it's the niche argument, right? Because he's a niche. Uh, um, Simba's a niche artist. Griselda, to a certain ex- extent, they're still niche. They've they've raised their Q rating and their awareness, but they're not mainstream, so they're niche. You dig what I'm saying? So it's like, who is the next one? If you think back in time, like back back in the, in the late '90s, early aughts, it wasn't just one guy. I mean, Hove, Hove was Hove, but you still had your Hoves, you had your M's, fucking X X shit. Even Nelly, there was mm-hmm. you had you had options that all of them could sell out a venue. Yeah. And I know for a fact I'm forgetting artists. Don't I'm not here to, tr- to give you a list of every lit nigga from '99 to '02. Jaru, all these niggas. But then it was 50. Then for 50, you could say it was Ye. Ye had it for a decent second. Then Aubrey came in. And then Aubrey had to share that spotlight with, with Cole and Kendrick. But amongst Cole and Kendrick, Aubrey's number one. It is what it is. And I'm not saying he's the best rapper. I'm saying as far as rap megastar goes, it's Aubrey, Kendrick, Cole. The one thing that they all have in common is Kenny Mack, I'm sorry. They all can rap. They're all skilled artists. Goof out. Once, once those three decide to hang it up, you don't have anybody to pick that ball up. Maybe it's Liverpool Links. And if you come in in a bit, we don't know. Right. But it's like rap, it's almost like the powers that be in rap are designing it to where it eats itself. Right, right, yes. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like we don't have it's a- by design. Like there, there's no way that it's not by design. This yes. This is not happenstance. Yes. You know what I mean? This is this is not a, a fucking coincidence. Mm, and I agree I mean? completely, fellas. Like, absolutely. Like, it benefits the industry to not have one motherfucker who accounts for twenty five percent of the business, right? right? Like, I remember it's you too know, much power. Right. It's too much power for one person to have. Right? Drake at his peak, X. Fifty Cent at his peak with the G Unit. You know what I mean? Hove at his peak with Rockefeller. Like, these motherfuckers had a little bit too much buying power. You know what I mean? So it, nice. it benefits the industry. You know what I mean? Not to have one guy do that. But I will say this. It is indicative of your of your genre if you don't have that big star, right? We heard what Ebro said about what they picking up what's, and what they got. They got a bad bunny. Mm-hmm. They got a burner boy. Right. You know what I'm saying? They have a franchise player. So for hip-hop not to have a franchise guy right now, it's a little shaky. I'm not going to lie. Or the very least of a replacement. Because how long can you keep depending on Aubrey to be your guy? Come on, man. Kendrick don't want to be that. And then and then also, to be fair to Quavo from our last segment, um, maybe this is what he's speaking to. You know what I mean? Because everybody that we're talking about, they came up on mixtapes. They were able, able to build yeah. their careers off of mixtapes. Shit, Little I mean? Dirk is cold, too. Now that I think about it, he was on fire at one point. Right, right. And from from on fire to like cold, cold. Man. Go ahead, cold. So I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that was that was that was my whole point. I mean, um, niggas can't when, when that you know what I mean. When when you don't have like like it's almost like you know you you had you had the G League before you know going into the to to the league league. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So like if everybody just jumps straight to the league unprepared. It is bound no to be, right. yeah, it's bound to be a lot of artists that are just like going to fall by the wayside because they just weren't prepared for that type of limelight, that, that type of level of platform. Yeah, that's, and yeah. then to move units, you got to bundle merch to get a big number to pop. 
Like mad niggas is talking about all of our favorites, and then when they number their first week comes numbers come out, it's sixteen, it's thirty two, it's forty four. Come on. Like, and we, to be fair, we should put Travis in that conversation too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he did big numbers. But he's not a good enough rapper. That's that's the reason why I separated right. him from the rest of the pack. Right. Because he's not he's not Cole Kendrick or Drake. And right. an, and another thing is are are the mega stars in rap paying it forward, right? At the end of the day, we know Cole had uh Jay behind him, Drake had Wayne, that whole situation behind him, Kendrick had Dr. Dre behind him. True. And then when you go back to the last generation, everybody was co-signed by a nigga before him. Right. So it's the generation that was left in charge. Are they paying it forward? Is Baby Keem hot like that? Is Party so, Next Door hot like send that? It this way. Cook, y'all. The problem with all of that is, is that that the powers that be believed that the internet as a whole is strong enough to where you don't need a cosign because all you got to do is trend on TikTok, which goes back to the by design argument. When you trend on TikTok and the alpha socials, you're, you, the whole makeup of it is for you to fizzle out. It's not it's not a it's not a brand that's built on staying power. It's a brand on how long do you trend before people don't care anymore? Listen, people get mad about gatekeepers and the whole concept of gatekeepers. I'm people. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I understand that. And th- I mean, there's an argument to that, but like at the end of the day, like a, a cosign from somebody established, somebody that you um, trust creatively, you you trust in their, their music, their art, their product, you know they've given you high fire over the years, like, and they then they bring you a new artist, you're going to be like, all right, I'm going I'm to invest in this new artist. I'm going to pay attention to this new artist. But, like, if, if, if there's no gatekeepers and everybody just rushes the stage, so mm, who do you yeah. pick out on the stage? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, so not, not the gatekeepers in the sense of what we talked about, but the people who are quality control. That. Yes. Got it. Yeah. You know so. what? Chat, let us know what you think about this topic. This was an ill topic, you know. It's not just... One angle, we cover everything here. You know, we're not journalists. Motherfuckers like to throw that word around in the comment section. <laughs> we have never said we were journalists. We are people who love rap and we have a podcast. Yep. We are not journalists. Sorry, I'm So. Macito, you voice of the industry. What's happening? What you got for us this week? Um, voice of the industry. Uh, I got a short segment for y'all, but it's it's kind of a little continuation of what we got into last uh last episode with Russ. You know, mm. Russ. Russ actually sells records, y'all. He sells tickets. I know every time we talk about him, he's complaining. You know what I mean? I you know I don't want him to sound like. Can I like just a, jump in for a second? What's happening? Niggas like Russell. What's all the mixed rapper's name? Which which one? Logic. Uh, Logic. Logic. They, they 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 move units, so we never talk about the Vegas. Are they like why not? What is it about them that Mad we just refuse units. to res- to talk about them? Check their YouTube. They got like a hundred million. Who's views. listening to these guys? My my boy. Not and, us. You told me to stop using his name, so I won't use it. Al. <laughs> what up, <laughs> Al? Al Jarv used it. Not saying it. use it. Put your fucking hats, Al. A L in caps. All right, Al. Come right, on the fucking show. Stop playing, Al. <laughs> the fuck you doing, know Petty? <laughs> um, he, yo, he keeps trying to convince me to listen to Russ, man. And uh, I keep trying what? To t- no, because I keep trying to tell. Because I keep trying to tell him I've listened to Russ. 
and he's right because Al tells me like he he can rap. Technically, yes, he, he can rap. He can rap, but he has zero quotables. There is Oof. nothing that he says. Is he one of those getting, that is getting by on flow but not bars? Right, that is of interest at all. There's nothing interesting in anything that he says. So Al, listen, but he can rap though. Russ can rap his ass off. Al, no, technically. Listen, Go ahead, uh, we both thug life. We both OVO, bro. But that Russ is some bullshit, bro. So <laughs> Take them fucking hats I'm off, sorry, Al. bro. Al, <laughs> Russ ain't it, man. You got a lot of nerve to tell Sin, don't say my name. <laughs> we gonna say it every episode now, nigga. You done fucked up. <laughs> what did I do? He did <laughs> fuck that one up. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, but to bad, bring bro. it back to Al's favorite rapper, Russ, you know what I'm saying? He's been talking a lot of shit. You know what I mean? These past few weeks, you know, speaking on, you know, fake streams and speaking, speaking on the industry. A lot of people think he just complains. He actually makes album, y'all, but we're going to get to the complaining. So, um. I tried not to laugh. <laughs> that's what we're going to get to. So. A couple of posts he made, he was tweeting, they deleted, but I got the screenshots. You know, I'm the investigator, you know what I mean? So he said this. this that you are. We, yeah. we don't uncover some shit, but carry on face. We have, actually. <laughs> um, Russ, Russ tweeted, real shit. I'm about to start faking my streams like everyone else. It's marketing when you think about it. General person is a sheep. If you see a song, let's say 100 million streams and you haven't heard it, you think, damn, I'm tripping. I need to go pee. And then the fake streams get you real streams. Such a ridiculous game, but fuck it. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll film the whole process and drop a doc after. So that's what we wanted to speak about because he he kind of elaborated on the fake streams. You know what I mean? He kind of elaborated. Now, I think there's a couple things, right? There's a difference between people get fake streams and manipulated streams confused, right? So. Talk. Everybody made a big deal about Magic 2, right? They're like, oh, it, it, it didn't sell a lot. First off, Nas is not an artist where record sales matter. I think everybody knows this other than maybe like, you know, 15-year-olds on rap Twitter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the end of the day, check this out. Like, look at Rap Caviar. Look at Rap Life on Apple Music. Nas is on the cover, yes? Yes. Never Die is the number one song. Yes, it's going. Is this album is going to go up? It's going to go up for nothing similar. People always scream about the radio, right? They say, "Yo, they're not playing my radio." The playlists are where it's at, y'all. The fact that you see your favorite artist on a playlist that means that they they in tune. You go to the go to the pop playlist. That's where you see uh, the Doja Cat record, "Paint the Town Red," the first record to go number one all year, right? Since the last. What was the last record before that? Nicki Minaj, who's also on the pop playlist, y'all. Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice on the pop playlist. Not that the rap Barbie one. The Barbie Girl song? The new, yeah, that, the, the Barbie Girl song is on the pop playlist. Check wow. the rap playlist and check wow. the pop. It's on there. Wow. The Drake Scissors song that just dropped is not on any rap playlist. It's on the pop playlist. Huh. That's manipulated streams. That's uh, where we know that's where you're going to go. The playlist is where you're going to go. That means... Hey, anybody ever listen to a song and Lil Baby freestyles and start playing afterwards? And you're like, why does this fucking song play after every record that I right. listen to no matter what? That's manipulated streams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we going to talk about the fake streams like Russ is talking about. So his second tweet, what he said, well, he there was another person tweeting. 
And they were speaking about how artists may not even know that they're getting manipulated or or botting their streams. So his next tweet was, well, rea- well, the reality is most artists don't know that their streams are being enhanced. Uh, when we get their semi-annual statement and see their marketing dollars spent, they can't really be traced back to anything that might be where the dollars is going. So what Russ is mentioning is that how a lot of these botted playlists, a lot of these people, they have... Listen, I seen Tony Sunshine go from 26k to 300k in one day on a on a pop playlist. So the thing is, um, when when Tony Sunshine, Tony Sunshine, listen, man, sorry, shouts to my boy Panda Shop. But what I'm trying to say is, basically, these artists are are it's manipulated, but you got to know what to look for. There's fake streams, but do the subs match the views? Do the likes match the views? Do the subs match the views? I'm just saying. So you do shit. Do the, I just call it that? Do the ticket sales match the match the album sales? You know what I mean? It's a lot of ways to tell whether niggas wow, is faking Mace. or not. Is what I'm trying to wow, say. Wow, Mace, that's what we doing that's tonight. That's what we doing tonight. So that's all I'm saying is that Russ makes a great point about fake streams and fake sales. But there's easy ways to kind of see through the game. You know what I'm saying? And Russ, with all them ticket sales, is one person that's showing. You know what I mean? Fuck that, all that other shit. I got one question to push back before we move on because we got to get out of here. What's the vibes? Can't you say what Russ is talking about is a new way of hating on the niggas who are boosting their streams? Mm. Sounds like hate to me. I think one person can say he's hating, you know, and Russ in particular because he kind of often comes up in these conversations. Mm. But you know, it could be looking at hate. It could be looked at as hate, or it could be looked at as truth telling. Because at the end of the day, I think everybody was saying, "Why can't Lil Baby and Lil Dirk sell no tickets?" Right? Right. Well, well, what I've learned in in the last couple of weeks is truth telling kind of leans towards you being called a hater. So, ain't that some? Ain't that some shit? It is. Anyway, moving on. You get to my favorite segment, the mailbag. Hey. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that this week. Yeah, yeah. We have, and I'm going to quote them, you know, when my phone is tripping. But here we are. Brooklyn 87, speaking about Magic 3. Sad. Magic 3 comment section was lit. He says, I'll see ya. Wayne bodied Nas on Never Die. So how is Nas Michael Jordan? Since it raps now, that's for you. Allen Iverson crossed Michael Jordan up that one game. Does that make Allen Iverson better than Michael Jordan? No. Shit. Next. Gray area sin. I'm with it. Honestly. The fuck are you talking about? What kind of like, argument is not, that? Not bro? you, sin. No, I know. What the fuck I, are you talking about? I'm just saying. What, kind, what the fuck kind of argument is that? What the fuck? Why Brooklyn 87? That was a dumbass question. Get the fuck out of here, man. Come on, up. Rap snob, this one is for you. Actually, this one is for me. In fact, but you're in the comment. Big Relly One says, I need the rap snob to press job on answering the question of who's the goat. <laughs> I'm talking a 10 toes down ah, answer. Man. Jay Z, next question. <laughs> 10 toes. C Smooth says, I think this was a weak ending for a historic run. Compared to the standard they set with their previous five projects, I don't know if they rushed it because they wanted to release it on Nas's birthday or to just do a batch of songs together that they had in the stash without that much thought to it. But this wasn't the quality of the previous five, in my opinion. 
based on the standard they set for themselves. Mesito, your thoughts? Um, complete nonsense. Mm. Sounds like you're describing magic too to me, if you want to be honest. Collection of songs, you know what I'm saying? Not much sequencing, just, you Kinda know. Rushed. But Magic 3, sequencing like, thematically, like, let's be you, serious. If you were to say... Sin wanted that one. Nah, well, Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it. If you were to say they rushed Magic 2 because they knew they wanted to release Magic 3, the superior project, on Nas's birthday, that I would have bought. Mm. Makes more sense. But your take, complete horseshit. Sorry. Okay. I respect that. Bless um, up. This is a dumbass take. Again, we, <laughs> you know what I mean? We have to ask the question. The fuck are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? And then we also have to ask. What the fuck? Then we got to ask you to also. Get the fuck out of here. Because, you know, and, 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 and furthermore, where's Lord Jamar at? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> Where'd he come from? Yeah. And why do we fucking keep acting like he's somebody that we need to fuck with? Get rid of this guy. You say that about this album is ass yeah. backwards, bro. Uh, wait, how many did you hit? Four four, four? four? Four. Hit two more so you can get the six Peter drops. Hey. I was that. Last but not least, we have Sean Rivera on a positive note. He says, this is the best show on right now. Once they start having more guests, it's a wrap. Salute real hip-hop. People sleeping. Facts. Sean Rivera, thank you. Appreciate you. You know, bro. believe it or not, the goal of the rap roundtable besides, you know, having fun as friends and cooking up is to produce the best pod content in the space. Sure. We, we want this to be an avenue for motherfuckers to pull up, have a good time, tune in, Crack some jokes. Basically, a digital lunch table for everybody to tune into. So, Sean Rivera, thank you for getting this. Some people don't get it, although we know that those are burner accounts. They're not real people, <laughs> and they and they only show up when when, when certain things happen and, and it benefits them. Because if you if you really pay attention, you only see certain accounts in the chat when certain things are said or done, and then it's really them pretending to be somebody else. Just read between the lines. And trust me, we appreciate when y'all get them about the comments forward. Talk so, about it. Right. We love y'all. Because I know, I, know, I know for a fact we're talking to real people out there. Yeah. There you go. Ain't nothing wrong with real real people, you said? Real people. Ain't nothing wrong with humans. <laughs> Shout, out to Shout out to Kenneth. I think his name is Surrey. He, he done copped another hat. They done copped two hats That's in like three homie, weeks. man. You dig what I'm saying? Shit like like that like we know the real people are out there there's no burner accounts there's no weird accusations because really all we want to do is provide you with the best pod content we want you to have a good time we don't want to we don't want to verbally bash you talk down to or belittle you we want you to just be entertained to have fun right, on, you know what i'm saying and if you got a girlfriend rub some ass while you watch the rap round table well, it's all in and, and your girl <laughs> can watch the rap round table she'll laugh too because you know what i mean it's entertaining we love the women who watch the rap round table talk about it y'all keep us right y'all you know what i mean they always make sure if we want some dumb shit they be Yo, like hold up M, yeah i've been I've been um looking at your, your pod. Are you not on that podcast anymore? You know what I mean? Let us oh, know. Man. Like you're not you're not in the up? spot or whatever the name of that show is. I don't see you no more. What's going on, Liam? And shouts to Adrian. We gotta have her on shouts to uh, again sometimes. Finally, Adrian. Coming soon. You know what I'm saying? But nevertheless, salute real hip hop. And speaking of guests, the Ruku Links coming very, very soon. Yes, sir. But now we're in the whip. It's Mason 9. 
Since they told us to pull up, the summer's almost over, but it's still lit up town. Yeah. We put on that Magic 3, and we speeding up there. You dig what I'm saying? The cops chasing me, but I found a way to, to elude them with a crazy story works to the shit that Envy was making up in that Vlad interview. Yes, then we got up and send. You know what I mean? Then we seen some weirdos and some bot accounts. Huh? Huh? We seen uh-huh. about 100 every six days. What the hell Not Not that? real people with bots, and we need them too. Get off my lawn. Get all that shit off my lawn. Uh, there's a lot of shit you just mentioned that got to get off my lawn. Okay. But uh, we're not going to go there. Um, I have a very specific get off my lawn today. Contrivance. Contrivance got to get off my lawn. You know Talking what contrivance? People who are full of shit. Basic, basically gimmicks. Oh. You know what I mean? Shit, like... When, when an artist gets up there on our, our screen or, or you know on a stage and just gives us some gimmicky shit, tries to like retread steps that they took already, oh, trying to God. recreate the same magic that they created oh, some no. time ago. Koi, bro, I'm leave t- Koi alone. No, 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 it's not just Koi. It's not just Koi. Just Koi. It's not just Koi. <laughs> she is there. Though. You know, but but I'm tired. I'm tired of the shit. I'm not with him. I'm tired. I'm tired of contrived shit. You know what I mean? I'm I'm tired of people being lazy creatively. You know what I mean? And I'm not even to like my number one point wasn't even coy with Buster Rhymes. It, it, they were there. Mm-hmm. But Cardi and Meg, oof. Cardi and Meg oof. with that bongos. <sighs> oof. That shit did not hit, yo. Oof. That shit did Get not the hit. Fuck out of here. They said, you know what I mean? We 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 had some success some time ago with WAP. You know what I mean? That shit hit. It, it broke the internet. It did. It, this shit didn't even crack the internet. It didn't even like put a little like little divot in the internet. Like <laughs> this shit did not hit like that, bro. And then the Buster and Coy Ray shit. Like I gotta talk about it I already. We we talked about it already, but like I gotta talk about it again. You know what I mean? Like again, the, you know this is a classic break. It's a classic loop. Jay did it. Jay and Foxy, you know what I mean? EPMD did it. Alcoholics did it. Shit, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five did it. Like, it goes way, way, way back. But the difference is they did it and the shit hit. And this Buster and Coyle Ray joint is, is not hitting. I, I've tried to listen to it. You know what I mean? And I'm a Buster fan. I can't say I'm a Coy fan. But I'm a Buster fan. And I'm listening to this. And he's fucking singing the hook. On it, and I'm like, yo, and Walter's laughing because he knows what I'm fucking talking about. Buster singing the hook on this fucking luxury life shit is ass, bro. <laughs> and I love Buster Rhymes. I'm the one that always bats for Buster Rhymes at this Facts. table, bro. Facts. I'm always throwing on like at least half a K for Buster Rhymes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, classic with Dilla. Yeah, class. He got a classic with Large Pro. He got like DJ Scratch. He's a victory, shit, bro, man. <laughs> He's on victory. Yeah. Scenario. Yeah. And the remix. Yeah. Whoa, man. Fucking flavor in your ear remix. You That's a bust of rhymes, man. But but this ain't it. Mm. This is not it. This shit is contrived bullshit. It just it doesn't hit, bro. It's it sounds like y'all copied and pasted this shit together. You know what I mean? And what what just one more. Um and, and sorry to my boy Dini, who's not here today, my brother Dini. The chef. I know, I know he, he he likes him a little King Combs, but like, Ooh. bro, yeah, yeah, your, your whole career, your whole personality is just like, you know, re, remaking your dad's shit. 
Get all this shit the fuck out of here. This shit is lazy. Mm -hmm. This shit is contrived. Mm -hmm. It's gimmicks. Mm -hmm. Just retreading steps. Fuck all that shit. We, we got to get back. Like I said, we get there has to be a great reset in the culture. We got to go back to original thoughts, original ideas. You know what I mean? If you if you make a contrived shit out there, please, please, please get off my fucking lawn. Get off my get lawn. Get off my lawn. If you feel like the old shit is going to ring off because the old niggas are going to jack it off the rip. Get off my lawn. If you're not creative enough to push the culture forward. Get off my lawn. If you're chasing the TikTok trend. Get off my lawn. And if you just feel like you got to do old shit to be lit again. Get off my lawn. And quite frankly, if you have handlers telling you do that old shit again because it worked the last time. Get off my lawn. Well, we appreciate you as always being with Sick. us. I'm going to take us home on the rarest of occasions because Dini's not here. Yes, sir. For myself, the point guard, Jav. Podcast go. Producer extraordinaire, Sincere the Rap Snob. Super producer. Mesito, voice of the industry, yet again, providing you with the necessary data you need. We are like the fucking Costco other, other podcast space. We're not journalists, but whatever information you need you need entertainment you need info you need comedy you need vibes the rap round table is here we got it hit that like button we need 300 likes on every video roundtablemerch.com copy one of these fly truckers right here niggas are copping up don't miss the fucking boat the t-shirts are coming soon yes, on the on the socials follow us on instagram the rap round table follow us on twitter rap round table pc Make sure you tap in with us. We got a lot of things moving in the future. We got some more interviews coming down the road, yes, but sir. coming up in a second, we have Lyrical Links. He is, I, I repeat, the next one. Nice. I'm not even bullshitting you. Like, Roar. I would say he's up there with the likes of Rome Streets. Maybe better. We don't know. Hey. But, that, but there's a conversation to be had. And if you love the space and you and you keep saying we got to push the culture forward, you walking away from these episodes before the artists come on, you're not helping the culture go forward. You're hindering the culture. So stick around, tune in, and make sure that you tap in with Lyrical Links. But more importantly, we appreciate your time. This is episode 80 of the Rap Round Table. We are out of here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The heroes you need. Shout out Coach. Shout out Bad Influence. Shout out Social Memphis. Shout out Def Soldier. Yes, Shout out Fresh Out. Shout out Ease. Shout out Tony the Dome. Shout out to everybody in the space who's making this shit go forward. Yes, you heard? Shout out Hit Boy, man. Shout out Two T. Definitely. Shout out Hit Boy. Yeah, Motherfucker man. posting my bars on, on this yes, video sir. unsolicited. That's love. love. Niggas in the industry don't do that shit, Hit Boy. We appreciate you, nigga. That's love. Real shit. Waiting on that Benny project, okay? Shout out India. <laughs> Who's India? The, the country. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, kill the shit, Walt. <laughs>
Lyrical Links. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Definitely. I'm in a building. Awesome. What up, what up? That was the first question I was going to ask you. Like, like, what part of New York City are you from? Are you strictly Marcy, Brooklyn, or you have ties throughout the city? I'm definitely tied in throughout the city. Like, um, I was born and raised in Southside, Jamaica, Queens. Okay. Born and raised. Um, and then um, I've been living in Marcy for like the past 13 years. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because we had did a, a, I think like an episode, like maybe two, a week ago. And I was like, yo, he's from Queens. And he's from Marcy, but I was like, wait, is he just from Marcy? I'm not sure. I didn't want to misinform the people. Yeah. All right, so what's what's that connection like, you know, f- from a rap perspective? You know, we got we got Hovis from Marcy. Yeah. Nas is from Queens. Yeah. It's a lot of argument. I get to oh, make Oh, we, we going to take it there? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Take it there already? That's what, they, around, that's what they expect. Uh, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like where, where do your allegiances lie? Like, like you know what I mean? Oh, it's not man. even a, It's not even the Nas so much. No, no disrespect to Nas, but it's the 50, like... I'm from Southside, Jamaica, Queens, so I'm from Lakewood and 107, so that shit, I was out there on God Bro Heavy, like, and that's where 50 from, so that shit is a different feeling being over there, like, being from that area, like, and then coming up in 2003, being eight years old, nine years old, listening to that shit, like, you see how nine years old listening to drill music now, and they Mm -hmm. dancing to it, Mm -hmm. to these dance waves, that's how I was inspired at nine years old listening to 50 cent i'm like oh nah this is crazy like yeah that that was gonna be uh my question because i i I wasn't gonna ask you your age i don't like people ask i I don't like asking people (laughs) he's not a lady it's okay no no i get it (laughs) you know what i mean like you're an artist you want to you know keep shit a little little secret right um but uh but yeah that era that that's the era you came up in yeah yeah uh, early 2000s so besides 50 like who was really like who really uh formed your your you know i mean your taste Stack bundles. Copy. Okay. Talk about it. Definitely. Stack bundles. Shake me. God bless me. God bless me. All right, so let, let, let's start from, rock, from the beginning. Like, eight years old, you mentioned 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you wrote your first bar? I think I was 11. Okay. Yeah, I was in junior I was in junior high. Yeah, I was 11. I was in sixth grade. My son, Mike. He came to me like, yo, let's put this together. I still remember that shit like, a, like yesterday, bro. <laughs> Like that ass. That that's ass. fire. That's fire. Yeah. Um, I was listening to some of your music because I like to familiarize myself besides what I see on the socials. We'll get to some of the records you put out recently in a second. But what stood out to me from an artistic standpoint, now that you mentioned 50, is like, you don't just rhyme, you know? Like, everybody's nice. Everybody, you know what I mean? Put some, a fire 16, 24, well, I mean, 32 together. People who come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, right. you can't, ain't shit, nice. a lot of right. bullshit out He's there. He's speaking right from there. the New York perspective. Yeah, right this is New York bias. New York bias. We love like Um, You care about song making a lot. Like, what, what? how did that get into you as far as like hooks, subject matter, not just bars? Niggas give us like a whole bunch of bars on a, on a sample beat, no chorus is nothing, but you seem like you're dedicated to proper strong structure song structure and making sure that it's not just all right i'm nice that's it all right because it's like you know i was looking at g unit like this all right all right um banks is like super nice like he was like the punchline king everybody knew he had the the best bars but it was like who was the superstar Mm. and 50 showed me that you had to form yourself. You had to create yourself. You had to create a sound. It wasn't just about balls. You had to impact the world. You had to move the room, like for real. So that's what I like. I took that and ran with that to create more songs. Like I'm like, I, right. like I know I'm nice, but let's let's get out of that. Like mm. let's focus on these hooks. 
Let's focus on these girls. I think that stands out a lot because, you know, as, as I just mentioned, a lot of songs, don't get me wrong, they're fire, but I feel like you get put in a box if you just continue to just give people lyrics, lyrics, yeah, lyrics. Exactly, exactly. I was you put a ceiling on your creation. Versatile. Right. That's key. I could get versatile. Being from New York, you see where the sound is right now. Are you afraid that, like, what you're doing is not going to be properly respected as you continue to elevate? No, I'm not afraid at all. I just got to get to the right person, and it's a wrap. I'm just trying to make enough noise for Hope to hear me. That's it. Heard it. <laughs> Heard it. Heard it. Heard it. Macy, don't jump in, bro. Be nah, nah. Over there, nigga. Listen, listen. I'm just he's speaking on the 50 influence, and and, and it makes sense because just like Job said, you got a certain balance in not only the lyricism but the songwriting in, in general. You know what I mean? So w- when it comes to like your album making, do you approach it the same way? Like what? Because when we talking about 50, we talking about West Coast records, down yeah, south yeah, records. Yeah. So how, when you when it comes to your actual record making, how do you approach it? I really didn't even sit down and think of it like that too much album mode. Like I'm not gonna lie, I be thinking about more of what am I going through right now. Right. Like what's going through what I'm going through at the moment. That's how I make my album music. Like it's a lot of pain, like, you know what I'm saying? Man, I respect that. There was a record that I was listening to where, like, you you kind of laid out. I think you dropped it back in 2020 where it was about a, like a story rhyme, and you kind of laid out a situation where it was the jokes involved. <laughs> is, is that based on a true story? Oh, man. Oh, no, like, man. like, like, <laughs> you know, man. Hey, hey, it's entertainment, man. This is entertainment, oh, man. man. That's that- the answer I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> this is all entertainment, now, man. Because it's ill. Because you know we. As much as we love rap, we, we complain a lot about the subject matter. Like, okay, like, you're good. But it's like, seeing that you put that together, I think there was another gentleman on that. I'm going to find the name of the song in a second once I'm finished talking. But I just like the idea that it's a story. You gave character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I remember when I was reaching out to you, like, yo, let's, let's do this together. You made it clear. It's like, bro, like, I, I'm nice. I, I don't want to just be known about the lyricism. So then when I really started to dig into the music, it's like, oh, all right, this guy is really good. But you look around the underground space and you see it's a lot of the same. Have you ever been like tempted to get into the, the loops, just rap? You feel like I sound the same as the underground? Not at all. Nah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm saying, do you? No, he doesn't say the question. I'm saying, do you ever feel the pressure to get into that trend? Like, let me just get on these loops, do that. Like everybody else says, that's what's nah, hitting right I just, now. I just feel like that shit is like. You know, then you become faceless. Mm. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? You start losing your identity. Then you start losing your sound. Because at first you was playing with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now you're consciously sounding like this man or these this wave. It's over. You ain't going to be able to de- um go back to what you used to do. It's like a battle rapper trying to start making songs. It's kind of hard right. for him to do that. Or a song maker to go into battle rap. Them niggas going to chew you alive. I don't give a fuck how nice you are, how much balls you got. That's a different kind of format, the way they set it up and deliver it, you know what I'm saying, than making a fucking song. That's that's a great response because it's like, we go we go to these shows, right? Let's say now it's like 15 rappers mm-hmm. at this show. They're all rhyming on the same beat. It's the same BPM, same sample. The only difference is a, a voice. The flows, the pockets are all the same. So it's like, Honestly, it's refreshing to hear you actually making songs, mm. picking different beats. I even heard you on some drill shit. I'm like, oh shit. This yeah, nigga, I did a this couple. This nigga got some dexterity. Yeah, I did a couple for the people because people was hounding me. Yo, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> I got you, man. Is there, is there a particular lane in terms of like the music that you make? Is there a particular type of 
sound or song that you lean more towards or it's more more so heartfelt like no i just i'm i'm, I'm a superstar man i i could do it yeah. all honestly. say that say that but, i respect that 100 percent um when we get into this space a lot of times i want to give you credit for giving thoughtful answers so far because we've had some interviews where it's like yeah nah <laughs> all right <laughs> You know what I mean? But what's what's the next play? Like, I see you have that, <clears throat> pardon me, the Cream record out. I've also heard you get on other popular samples. First and foremost, is there any pressure to approach those records knowing what the crowd would be? Let's start there. Yeah, because like you said, like, it's, it's kind of hard to deliver with the way that the music sound is mm -hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? So I got to really target a flex DJ Spazzo, okay, okay, I right. need these guys to hear me, okay. you know what I'm saying? Because what's going on right now is um, not what I'm delivering, but it's nothing like me. There it is. It's nothing like me. There it is, because it's like I heard it, and it's like, oh, okay, Cream, let me see. Even the young lady that was on that record, Ace Allure, she got off too. Y'all, let me be, let's be thing. clear, y'all. Shout out to Ace in Harlem. That was the first record I threw it in the group chat. I said, yo, this nigga's nice. Cause I'm like, ah, he, he rhyming on this. Is this a good idea? Is it a good play? Because the rap fan of me is like, I, I want to hate immediately. Like, yeah, this is a classic yeah. sample. Like, you shouldn't even touch this shit. But then you got on there and you did your thing. So like, the next the next question with that is, that record is getting a lot of traction right now. Right. What what's the next move? Just staying focused, stay driven. Is there a project attached to it or? No, I'm just gonna keep staying. Um, okay. Keep delivering these singles. Stay hot. I'm about to go on tour with Vado right now, October 13th. Okay. I got a big show with um King Streets, October 8th. It's the concert, King Streets and Friends. It's gonna be celebrity guests in the building. Um, so we gonna be out there. I'm just gonna be making moves. Y'all gonna see. I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm seeing, bro. Now, one thing I gotta say is that you mentioned you you a superstar. You got obvious star power. Even when you watching the videos, it's like something make you make you stop scrolling. Like, let me see what this guy got to say. But when it comes to star power, how do you sell that in 2023? Everybody trying to go viral. Everybody trying to be a clown. How do you sell yourself to the audience? in these days nice nah, real shit yeah <laughs> i know but. um i gotta put myself in front of them they gotta start seeing me more like i know social i know this is the social media era mm -hmm. but i feel like um like how i'm sitting in front of y'all now i need to be in front of people i need to perform more i need to do more interviews i think that's how they gonna love me more copy you know have you been saying? like hesitant in the past to get in front of the camera in this way no i'm ready you ready okay yeah. So, with that being said, again, going back to your music, you, you mentioned you had three daughters. How, how did that change your approach to life and your music? Well, yeah, man, it's daughters, it's girls, so it's a little different, man. They Talk daddy, to me. They daddy's girls. They live with me, you know what I'm saying? That's real. I'm busy. I'm 20. I'm always busy. When I leave here, I'm going with my babies, make sure they good. Like, And that shit just, it makes me want to go hard and make me... I got to keep doing what I got to do. I can't lose. That's just all I know. You That's know a fact. Does the, 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 the becoming a parent change the way you wrote your bars or your music yeah, is your music? Yeah, I feel okay. like I got more mature. Okay. I feel like I got more mature, definitely. I used to be more grizzly with the bars. Everything was shoot them up, bang, bang. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Nah, um, They changed my life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You Children know. will absolutely uh, change your life. Um, you know what I mean? I, I have a son myself, you know what I mean? Um, I, I know what that feels like, you know what I mean? So how, how do you deal with that uh, dichotomy? Like how, the balance? The, the balance of real life 
being a father versus, you know what I mean, going hard. As an artist. Yeah. Uh, my kids love my music. So that's, so that's what that's, makes that's, me want to do it more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not really too that's hard for me. Yeah. yeah, my daughters love it. You get in front of them and put anything on, they're going to sing it to you. Like I got a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-year-old, but they very well alert and they ready. Like, they, I don't know, this new generation, they kids are smart, bro. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yo, and a- like, any one of them start rapping? No, no, <laughs> but they but they watching daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musically but, inclined, you never know. Yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah. down, you might be yeah, some Yeah, one of my daughters share the same birthday as Young and May. Okay. My other daughter, her um, birthday is 808, like August 8th. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 808. I share the same birthday as Nipsey. We musically inclined all the way around. I love to hear it. R.I.P. Nip. I love to hear it. God bless him, too. Yeah. As far as that goes, young kids, music, rap, it's a young man's sport. That's what they tell us. You see the trends. Going forward, there's an argument now that Afro beats and, and what was the other genre that they said was going to get us out the way? Uh, reggaeton. Reggaeton yeah. was going to push us out the way. What, when you hear that from an Ebro, a person of his stature... Like were you were you offended by that? Like or did, or did you feel like whatever they gonna say what they gonna say anyway? Nah, Ebro gotta hear lyrical links pain too. Okay. Cause I delivered hip hop on an Afro beat. Mm. You get what I'm saying? That's to show them like, you know what I mean? Even though this is what's sounding so wavy, I could still deliver that sound on that and we could collab together and make something crazy. That's fire that you did that. Did, like, yeah. was that your Check idea? It out. Did, Pain did... too. That's my idea, definitely. I'm like, oh, this Afro B shit going crazy. Um, what's her um song? Thames. She mm-hmm. had a song out in 2020. Um, that was going crazy. Uh, you don't need no other body. So when I'm hearing that, I'm like, oh, I need to go crazy off that. I think I heard that one. But let me ask you this now. Like, let's go back in time. Forget about right now. You told us back in like the sixth grade, you wrote your first rhyme. But like, when was it the first time that you knew you were good or, or someone told you, yo, you're nice, you should pursue this? Um, Talk us through that. Damn. My mans, my mans, um, like getting around my friends and shit, like they like, yo, son, you really could rap, bro. Like you really need to get in the stool, really do this. I went in the studio, I dropped a song, and one of my other friends, he was like getting managed by a guy named Chaz Williams. Mm-hmm. God bless the day. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, Chaz, so, um, you know, son heard the record and was like, yo, this shit is hard. They got that shit to DJ K Slate, and I was on the radio at 16. That's crazy. Words. So I'm like, oh, it's over. I ain't playing with this I'm shit. I'm dropping Chaz's name. You talking that queen shit for real, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm surprised. I was expecting you to say the lunch table. Everybody that, that's ever come on this show said, yo, it's the lunch table. We was at lunch. And niggas told me I was nice. My man, since 16, I was on case slate. That's that's yeah, different. That's Salute. Right. Applaud that, man. Definitely. Sin asked you a similar question, but I, I'll, I'll pivot it. There's a person watching this interview right now that might, might not have never heard you. What would you tell that person as far as why they should get familiar with Lyrical Links? Um, get familiar with Lyrical Links because um, I'm a realist. I take care of my kids. Y'all gonna see when y'all tap into my social media, I'm a full-time dad. Like, um, my music is hard. Ain't nobody sounding like me. And I'm sucker free in a land full of lollipops, man. Sucker <laughs> 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 free, right. y'all. I'm stealing that one. Word. I appreciate That's that. Hands down. Word. Tour's coming up. Sucker free, 
That ass. We need a new project. Selfishly speaking, oh, we man. need a new project. Because <laughs> honestly, bro, like I'm a voyeur. I'll be, I'll be there watching and creeping. I'm like, I'm seeing the momentum. I'm seeing the energy, bro. Like, and, and being a New Yorker, we need more of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not many of you right now. I don't know if you know that. But as what I you think, do. I think you think he knows? I think he knows. Do you know yeah. that? It's not many. You can say it. It's not many. It's but not I'm many. Humble. I'm humble. We yeah. need that because I think you're right in the middle of quote old school but you still have a lot of new energy and you're willing to take risks you're not in one particular pocket and you write hooks like like the the hook yeah. versatility yeah. that i heard from you is like surprising because again i did not expect that because mm. guys don't write hooks anymore it's appreciate like that. i'm very appreciative Definitely. of that and then you hit you sometimes you even try a little little notes little melodies yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah they gotta listen the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Too, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really appreciate that. Um, right. you said Pain Two was the most recent release that you had. That was on the Afro beat. Okay. You know I mean, that was that around that, based around that sound. Afro. My Ebro throwing all that out. Afro beats. This yeah. guy. Yeah. Amazing <laughs> shit. Listen to me. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Definitely, man. Next time you in the rollout mode, please come through. Send me whatever you got, even if it's a wave file. Send it to us. For sure. For, Hell yeah. for the people who don't know, they can't find you. I've told them already on Instagram to follow you like multiple times. But like outside of IG, where else can they find lyrical links? Mossy. I mean, like on social, yeah, yeah. Like, they want to they wanna follow you on Twitter. <laughs> life. He said, come, show, come bring the, come bring the left. Yeah. Which side, though? Real Which life, side, man? man? Welcome, man. Park Ave. Yeah, say that. Park Marcy Ave, man. Y'all welcome. Fuck social media. That's, Y'all welcome, man. That's funny. In a bit, we pull got, up on no op stupid shit, though. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's easy to hit the follow button because you know niggas is weird out here. Word. Niggas is crazy. Shit like that. People, this is Lyrical Links. Yes. Tap in with them. Sir. Check them out. I'm a fan. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all. And I'm looking forward to more work from this guy. Like I, At this point, anytime you drop, I'm probably going to be the first, like, just double tapping. <laughs> <that shit. laughs> but get familiar Respect with this guy. Me. Salute, bro. Respect. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah.